0: Welcome to episode number 18 of In the Know with WTO. It's a podcast all about West Texas opportunities and nonprofits. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and thank you for joining us. On today's episode, I have Sydney coming in. She is a Head Start teacher at our La Mesa Head Start, and she talks about how her career began as a teacher, and she talks about her three-year-old students and and what she goes through on a daily basis. So let's go ahead and get started on In the Know with WTO. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. I have Sydney with me. She is a Head Start teacher uh, for three-year-olds. Thanks for joining me. I, I really... Appreciate you coming in today,
1: thank you, Brian. I'm glad to be here,
0: Yes, yes. So glad to have you and get the perspective ahead of a head start teacher. Uh, I know that we've had other people on, but nobody with the experience teaching are our, our three year olds and so I'm glad that you came in today. Thank you, So let's get started. Can you tell me just a little bit about yourself? I know you have quite a bit of teaching experience. You can just give us a little run through of what you've done?
1: Okay. Um, yes, I moved to La Mesa to teach kindergarten um thirty-five years ago. So I taught for the public school for um thirty-three years before I retired. I was also teaching pre K Head Start during that time, so I had both bosses and that was a lot of fun teaching the pre K. And then um, about three years ago, 2019, I retired from public school, and I was lucky enough to get to come out and teach the three-year-olds.
0: <laughs> was that a big change going from from kindergarten, pre-K to three-year-olds?
1: Yes, it was a big it was a big change. Years ago, I taught uh, kindergarten for 13 years, and then I had to move to the four-year-old program, the pre-K program, and we were pre-K Head Start. And reading books was a whole different experience because the four-year-olds weren't ready for the books kindergarten were ready for. And um you had to, it was pretty much how kindergarten used to be when I started. A lot of learning about the letters, recognizing the letters in their own name. And then I taught that, I taught pre-K 19 years. And then I moved back over here. And now the three-year-olds was a whole new experience, getting children to sit for five minutes. <laughs>
0: What's the biggest difference between a pre-K and a three-year-old?
1: The pre-K students do actually have a little longer um, um, attention span and can sit and listen to maybe a whole story. And those children actually have uh, better fine motor skills. They um, mainly have developed their uh, gross motor skills and they can work on writing and like learning how to write their name and those kind of things. Um they actually can stay in a center for a few minutes, a longer time than the three-year-olds can do before they lose that attention. Yes. <laughs> um, they uh, they were just, they're more mature. They're able to go to the bathroom by themselves. They're able to uh, climb stairs and climb up on the slides and playground equipment easier. And the three-year-olds are just barely, you know, past the stage of being a toddler. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah. they're so much fun. <laughs> they are so much fun.
0: So what does your typical day look like for you?
1: Well, this year with COVID, it was a little a little different because we met them at the door and took their temperature and uh, signed them in outside. And um, first thing you do is you get to greet the students and tell them good morning and how excited you are to see them. And then um, we go in and we would get germ And then we would go inside, and we already have tables set up so they could play with some toys while we get ready for breakfast. And then we ate breakfast from like 8.30 to 9 o'clock. And then we would come back to the room, and we would um, do some kind of activity, like we would do music. We love to listen to Jack Hartman and do movement and music and uh, singing songs like One Little Finger uh, Anything to keep and get them moving so that way they're ready to sit down for a few minutes. Everything goes better. Everything in education goes better with music. (laughs) They don't sit well. They don't sit down and listen very well yet. They aren't ready for that. No. So movement is much better.
0: What's something surprising that maybe nobody knows about what you do every day?
1: I think a a lot of people do think that we just play all day long and that we're not really there working to educate the children, but we are. Um, we don't have to do a lot of the testing that we did at pre-K and kindergarten um, that we get to go and sit and play in the centers with them but while we're in that center it's educational we're asking questions opening questions and getting them to tell us about what they're doing and it's it's all education based to social emotional, Um, education, um, everything is, it's all, it's all for the kids.
0: And what's something you enjoy the most about, about your day?
1: About my day? Probably, um, first thing, seeing the children, seeing the smiles on their faces, seeing the children that are so excited to come to school, um, watching the children that want to say, um, they want to play, they want to go and they want to tell me what they're doing, like we had a, a little boy that loved to build in the block area and he would build like a pirate ship or he would build a robot and he was so excited to tell us. And that's, that's the best part of the day.
0: What, what's something that maybe it's not as fun as seeing the kids happy.
1: The least was, especially just recently, when we had to say bye to the students. And I didn't get to say bye to them. And I kept thinking maybe in the summer we could all get together and go to the park and have the whole class together. And that didn't get to happen. happen. And And you do. You get so attached. They're like your children. Yes. And then um, we we got to go take the children activities to do last year. Yeah. You know, after school ended. And the hard thing was, it was... You couldn't go up and hug the children. You couldn't. One little boy that was a you know, special little boy, and yes. he, he just, I'm like, I, I had to hug him. <laughs> I was, I just missed him so much. And he was so excited to see me. And I, I was like, I'm going to give him a hug.
0: What's the first thing that led you to first become a teacher?
1: The funny thing is years ago, I remember all my friends and I were in future teachers of America <laughs> and we all said, but we're not really going to be teachers. <laughs> And the majority of us did, became teachers, of course. <laughs> and I um, have always—I don't know—I've just always enjoyed little children. Um, they're so excited, and you can do everything with them. And like, um, they get so excited by learning how to uh, build something, or learn uh, how to write their name, or they get something like when you're asking them, "You have four cookies, and we eat two. I mean, do we have left?" Like, they're excited to learn.
0: And they they probably love to do these little projects. I know when I go into your your classrooms and I'll see like little plants that are potted and different finger paintings and all kinds of things is that is that something you'll yes. do all the time?
1: And we try to do that quite often. It is a little more challenging with three year- olds than it was with four year olds <laughs> <laughs> They're just learning how to do uh, the cutting and the gluing and but they love doing it. And the finger painting is, I mean, the painting, they love watercoloring.
0: Is there something that just sticks out to you that you'll never forget?
1: I know there are a lot of stories about how much, you know, you have students that you think are going to be, you know, it's going to be a difficult time. And then you see how much they blossom and grow over that year and how they've changed. and, um, and, And I had a little boy like that, and I'm like, he is doing so well. I'm so proud of him and I'm so excited to hear uh, stories about how he's doing now that he's at South Elementary.
0: On our previous episode, I, I visited with one of the case managers in La and she talked about how she has seen kids go from Head Start students to graduating high school, having their own kids, then their kids are in Head Start. Have you seen that as well? Oh,
1: yes. (laughs) I have um, a lot of my students are students that their parents were in my class. The first year I taught, I taught kindergarten, and I had 31 or 30 kindergartners the first year I moved to La Mesa. And so I've had a lot of their children, and their children are like grown, um, probably like 13, 14 years old. And then I've had a lot of parents that request me because they say, yeah. you know, you had me. I, I want you to have my child, and so that's really a lot of fun.
0: That that's the neat thing about a small town too. You're able to see that and see those people grow and have their own kids, and
1: and see their and keep going and on and on, yeah. And I can say to their children, "Yes, I remember your mother when she was this size." <laughs>
0: And I always tie back to our mission statement. All nonprofits have a mission statement that yes. that we try to follow and stay as close as we possibly can to. Um, I always talk about our mission statement, which is to ease the limitations of poverty by investing in families to improve their quality of life. All of our, all of our programs are geared toward that mission. Head Start is one and our other programs. In your opinion, seeing everything you do every single day, how do you feel like your job helps ease those limitations of poverty?
1: Oh, I do definitely believe it It limits the areas. Like they don't have any barriers in education. It helps them um, to have school readiness, to be prepared to go to South Elementary and to go to pre-K from here. Um, also for socially and emotionally. Um, some of the children may have some problem when they come in with speech or maybe with, um, they might have some kind of social emotional problem, and they need to talk to a counselor. We're there for that and help them prepare for going to South Elementary and Pre-K. I had a principal, Mr. Eugene Barkowski. I remember him. I loved. Mr. I remember B. he
0: he would tell the kids that he he was Mr. B because yes. everybody had trouble pronouncing Barkowski. Yes. he was my principal when I was in South, so that's oh, how yes. I, I know yeah. who he is. So. You
1: were probably there when I was there. Probably, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, I loved Mr. Barkowski, and Mr. B. Who, um, he really cared about the kids. He cared about the teachers. He made us all feel so good. I remember, um, one year that um none of the teachers none of them ever wanted to transfer and then no, nobody wanted to go to other campuses because we were so happy to be there and um he helped me out a lot because it was my second year to teach when i went out there i was at north elementary the first year and then moved to south and he he made us feel so positive helped us um, show the kids how much we love them and he showed them every day how much he cared about them he came into our classroom, and he would always um, make sure that the kids knew how much he appreciated the teachers. Um, he just always was so positive, and he and he always cared about us. He always cared about the kids, and so it made us feel so much better. Um, and it's funny, I can't think of one, one incident, but um, both my parents died of uh, cancer while I was working with Mr. B., and, um, he came to both of my parents' funerals in Crosbyton. So he drove all the way and let me know that, you know, he cared. Several other teachers drove all that way too, but yes. he let them take off from school to come to go out there. Yes.
0: Building better, brighter tomorrows is our slogan. And you'll see it on underneath yes. our logo. It says B- yes. better, brighter tomorrows. How do you try to build those better, brighter tomorrows for, for your, your students,
1: you need to try to be kind to everybody and encourage everybody to want to be at school, and especially the children um, starting at this age, they've got a long way to go and they need to enjoy school and they need to want to get an education. So, we want all the children to have school readiness and appreciation. And um, I really, I really think that in order to have a broader tomorrow they they all need to have an education that is one way that it can change their lives i agree it can change their their take them out of poverty it can it can make them have like um some, for some it may be the sports for some may it may be music it may be you know technology so
0: could be anything yes with your experience what would you say to somebody who's thinking about becoming a teacher
1: um, teaching has become a lot more difficult than it was when I started. When I started, the, you know, with kindergarten thirty five years ago, um, it was a it was a lot more of spending time and uh, with the children. Like you could take the time and let the children know, you know, how much you cared about them. You, if you saw a butterfly, you could actually sit and talk to them about what you see, and it's gotten. Um, so much harder because of the testing and everything. Right. So luckily, at, we don't have to do all that with the early childhood, right, with the Head Start. Yes. But it is very, very enriching. It's um, It makes you feel so loved and so important. Um, the children make you feel like they love you every day, no matter what you do. If you do something, if you do have to say something to them about not behaving, they will tell you they still love you. After all, and I still see children to this day that I had, and um, that I had to discipline at one point. You know, and the, they still come back and tell me how much they love me, and that yeah. that that's awesome. I had a really good friend that I taught with, Abigail Ranford, and that was one other person that helped me. You know, enjoy school, being at school, and um, wanting to go every day. And um, later on, we both got separated and sent to different grades, but it. It makes, you got to have good coworkers yes. and you've got to have great bosses. Cause I have some great bosses, Brooke and Christy and Sarah. And, yeah. you know, I'm very lucky to have this job.
0: We're glad to have you here and <laughs> hope to keep you here for many years to come.
1: Well, thank you.
0: Well, thank you for coming in today. I really, really appreciate you sharing your story with us. And um, until next time, I uh, hope everybody has a great day. And thank you for joining us as a reminder. Brand new episodes come out every single Friday, at eight o'clock in the morning. So just keep an eye out for those episodes every Friday. So hope everybody has a great day and thanks again for coming in.
1: Thank you.